Hey everyone, welcome to Wisdom's Echo, Origin Gates Daily Podcast. This is Mario selling us with story time. I have two brothers, both of whom live on the island of Cyprus where I was raised and went to school and served in the military. And my two brothers, after their military service and their time in the United States for university and their studies, they returned to Cyprus and they live there with their wives. And one brother has two children, the other has three. What happens is that one of my brother's sons is very, very special. Danielle and I actually believe he could be like one of the saints, like St. Patrick, who can do miracles, who can do phenomenal things, even at a young age, and who has a capacity for spiritual things beyond his age, just like you have prodigies in playing the piano or... Um, a runner, a kid that's very fast at a young age, or someone who can draw or paint or play the drums, uh, because they're a prodigy in those things, I, I believe the same can be of kids in the area of spirituality and an awareness of the spirit realm and of the things of God. And at the age of five, we started to notice something very unique with this boy. I will leave all the names out for confidentiality's sake. And also because what I'm about to say gets a little sensitive at some point. And so uh, at the age of five, we noticed something really special about this boy. He had memorized every single service that the Greek Orthodox Church, which is the church that his family is a part of in the, in the Greek culture, the Greek Orthodox Church is what prevails over all other forms and expressions of, of Christian faith. And... He had memorized the the wedding service, for example, the baptism service, the Easter service, the night before Easter service, the Christmas service, the weekly um, prayers and the weekly uh, Sunday service that the priests would deliver on a weekly basis. He had memorized all of it. At the age of five, by the age of six, I should say, he was able to recite every single church service there was. And the amazing thing was we had heard he could do that, but I was wondering if he had just done it for fun or if it was like one of these OCD things that kids latch onto something and then they won't let go. And I was wondering if that was the case until we went to his birthday party one day. I think he was turning six at the time. And during the birthday celebration, when the time came for us to to blow the candles, for him to blow the candles and for him to open presents, Somebody from the crowd said, why don't you do one of the services? Why don't you just perform for us? Because the person that was in the, in the gathering thought that this was some kind of fun thing that kids do and didn't ascribe to it much uh, weight or value in terms of the spiritual authority that this child might have if he has uh, memorized all the scriptures and all the prayers and all the things that the priest normally did. And so... Everybody was telling him to do it after the person suggested it. And before blowing the candles and opening up his presence, this little boy at the age of six, turning six that day, commanded authority in the room and said, everyone be quiet. The service is about to begin. And when he said that, there was an authority in his voice that a six-year-old has never had. It was absolutely amazing. The fear of God came in the room. And he began to recite the prayers like a priest would who's been doing this for 40 years. 
And he went through the whole thing, the whole service. We all sat there and listened and watched him. It was as though he was in a different dimension altogether. And Danielle and I looked at each other across the room and this knowing look like this boy is very, very special. So since then, he has continued to get uh, deeper into the things of faith and has dedicated his life completely to other than, of course, his studies in school, which is part of his upbringing and his special classes that he has to take after his normal school school hours. Uh, he has dedicated himself or is his hobby or is the thing that he does. Uh, other kids do sports, other kids do music. For him, it is the church. He goes to the church almost on a daily basis and makes himself available to, to clean, to sweep, to interact with the priests, to do whatever is needed. He is the right-hand man of the, of the head leader of, of that church, the head priest, uh, the one that's in their neighborhood, and he's completely devoted to this. And everybody is astonished, including people that just barely met him, are astonished at his devotion and his passion for the things of God and at his ability to talk and to teach and to explain the things that have to do with, with that particular facet of the Christian faith, the Greek Orthodox tradition, the Greek Orthodox way. And from time to time, I ask for a report from his family just to see how he's doing and to track what, what is happening. And I personally believe, just like, like I said before, some, some kids are geniuses at a young age in, in academic matters or prodigies in instruments or music or, or art, uh, he, he, I believe, has this specific gift on his life for the things of God. And of course, knowing what we know and what we understand about the spirit realm and the things that we've been learning and engaging with, even here at Wisdom Zeko on a daily basis with you, we are very interested, Danielle and I, in his spiritual development and in his alignment with, with Yahweh's heart, not to be sidetracked and not to be in any way for his desire and his passion to fall among thieves, especially due to religion. So, so recently, his father was in the United States and I went to meet him. He was giving a talk somewhere. I drove the distance to go and spend some time with him. I spent the night in a hotel and the next day I spent the whole day with my brother. And as we were catching up, we hadn't seen each other in more than two and a half years because of the pandemic. As we were catching up, I asked him how his boy was doing. And especially as it pertains to these matters that I just described. And he said, it, it's really amazing to us. My wife and I are absolutely astonished at his capacity for spiritual things and his desire to be in the church and to be involved in all the things that have to do with church life. But he said recently something happened that is very interesting to us. Now, my brother is not a very deeply spiritual person in terms of a week-to-week -week profession of faith, expression of faith, going to church. He doesn't go. It's not his thing. Uh, I would even say from time to time he has expressed agnosticism about these matters. So when he says something very interesting is happening, I would have used very different terms for what I'm about to describe to you about what happened was his son had been going to church every single day on his days off from school and had been working in the church, as I, as I said earlier, and one day while he was doing his chores, uh, one of the 
candle lighters, the person whose job is to light the candles in the church and has some kind of spiritual authority in that particular parish, but is not the head priest or doesn't have really um, the authority that a priest would have to correct someone or to instruct someone. Uh, and yet, because of his position as the candle lighter and also one who sings psalms on the days that they hold services, he sometimes takes initiative. These individuals could take initiative and position themselves to have a lot of authority. And that's what happened on that day. This man, light, the candle lighter, approached uh, my son's uh, boy, my nephew, and said to him, uh, as soon as you're done sweeping, I want you to come into the confessional. You need to, you need to confess your sins. And the boy dropped the broom and ran away and went home. He did not go back to church for two weeks. That is the longest absence he has had from church since he was uh, maybe three or four years old when he started to show an interest in these things. For two weeks, he didn't want to go. So that's what my brother referred to as something very interesting has been happening. After two weeks, he went back. And after he went back, uh, for a couple of days, he was able to do what he always did and to reconnect with the priests and with the different psalm singers. And then this man, the candle lighter, came in uh, on the second day and confronted him again and said, I told you the next time I see you, you need to come and, and give a confession for your sins. You need to come into the confessional right now. And the boy ran away again and had not been back to church since my brother had left to come to the U.S. and told me when I go back, I need to settle this and I need to go and, and have some words with this man. My brother's a very, very gracious guy, right? Like you can tell he's very gracious, very diplomatic. He He's involved in an area of life without giving away too much that demands of him to be very diplomatic and to be very uh, courteous and and have a certain level of etiquette and protocol. I would not have responded as kindly as he did. And with great indignation on the inside, I have to tell you that I absolutely despise everything to do with religion and religiosity that would snuff and try to kill the passion and the raw desire and gifting of a child like that to make him conform to some traditions of men, whether it's right or wrong to confess our sins in front of a priest is immaterial to me. The fact that this boy had such a desire to serve, to be in an atmosphere, in an environment that he believed was infused with spiritual authority and power and hope and glory on a daily basis. And then because of the wrong approach by someone who doesn't even have the authority to approach him to say this, it is absolutely infuriating to me. And I've dedicated my life a long time ago. I'm not doing this now for about for many years now. I've dedicated a portion of my life and of my ministry to dismantle the traditions of men that have held so many people bound and have put limitations on people who actually were unlimited. I believe we come into this world with a capacity and an awareness of the spirit realm and of the things of Yahweh and of this connection to that world that we came from, where we were illuminations as we have been learning and has been taught by Ian and others, where we actually came from a realm where we made an agreement to come and serve this generation. And I believe that as we come into this world, we come with a capacity and an understanding and an awareness of that world that as life goes on, 
gets diluted or polluted or in some way gets affected by the opinions of people, by the environments we grow up in, by the oppression, the limitation, the opposition to that desire that is in us that is innate for God. There's a modern day guru in the realm of finance, which is a realm that I'm very involved in, of course, on a daily basis because of my my work. And one of the things he says about children is that they are born geniuses in finance. He actually builds a case in one of his books about how children are geniuses financially because they have an uh, they have a grid to be able to understand finance and to be excellent administrators of finance and also stewards. But as time goes on, and he actually has a formula that he applies to prove this, as time goes on, the experiences of life and the environments that children grow up in and the things that are setbacks in their lives financially because of their parents' bad mistakes or difficult financial situation or the nations they're in may have oppressive financial environments or economic climates. Because of all these different things, he says, a child who has a genius IQ when it comes to money by the age of nine or 10 will begin to show signs of becoming just like their parents or just like the society around them and will digress from that course that they were destined to be on to affect great change in the in the realm of finance, if not in anybody else's life, definitely in their own. I believe it's the same thing with spirituality. I believe when we are born, when you look at a child before they even understand what's really going on in the room around them, right? When you look in their eyes, when you look in their expressions, when you look at what they're looking at, when you look at what they are contemplating and you start to think about that, it is not of this world. I believe they're still connected to the world they came from more so than many adults are. And this child, my brother's son, has a special gift, a very special gift that we will now as a family have agreed to tenaciously guard. Because I had a chat with my brother and I told him what I believe. And I told him that your son will be like the saints of old, even some of them in the Greek Orthodox Church that you guys have in your icons or in your books or whatever's being talked about that were very special. They did amazing things. They threw them in vats of oil and they didn't burn. They burnt, tried to burn them alive and they wouldn't light on fire. They, they did amazing things. And, and I believe your son is one of those. And you have to take this seriously and you have to protect him from the religiosity and from the traditions of men that will hinder him from the direction that he's moving in. I'm not saying what we believe is right against what they believe. I, this is not a doctrinal position, but I told him this is about this boy that is so far advanced, perhaps more than all of us in understanding who Yahweh really is and that realm that we all came from. And I believe that individuals like that should have people like us blocking any opposition, oppression, limitation from them. And we should stand for that because there is something very pure and very powerful in having a heart for God, even at a young age. I hope you're blessed by that. And if you have people in your life, especially young ones that have this inclination, this propensity, this capacity for relationship with Yahweh and for the things of God, encourage them and block anything that would come against them in that way. I bless you and I, I, did, I desire for you the best things of Yahweh in every area of life and godliness. May you prosper even as your soul prospers in all things and be in health. Shalom.